This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Good morning, family. You're in your homes, and I'm in my temporary home in Iquitos, Peru. I'll be coming home soon in Jesus' name. But in the meantime, I've got to talk fast because of the Internet things and uh, keep it moving. But I want to give you some words of encouragement as we open up this morning. I'm going to read a verse out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Be you followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And that word there means imitators. Imitate your spiritual leaders as we imitate Christ and follow him. Then another verse I want to give you, actually two verses, in Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 11 and 12 says that we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you be not slothful or lazy, but followers, imitators of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. In my 40 years of being a Christian, and most of those been a pastor or Bible teacher, I've been through a lot of battles, been through a lot of things, saw my son get healed of uh, leukemia, got new legs when he was crippled. I was healed of blood cancer, healed of a serious heart attack, lots of things that we've been through. I really uh, am not the best place I've ever been in the physical world right now, but I've been the will of God and the glory of God helping a lot of people down here. So my advice to you, keep on following your spiritual leaders as they follow Christ. And I can promise you, based upon the word of God, that soon and very soon, this crisis will be over and will be to the other side, as Mrs. Pastor taught last week about Go to the other side. Love you and enjoy the service.
darkness, no weapon prevails. We stand here in victory. Greater is He that is living in me. He's conquered our enemy. No power of darkness, no weapon prevails. We stand here in victory. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave. The same power that comes. 
right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and get into today's sermon. I'm really excited about this. This is something that God's laid on my heart for today. And it's actually something he's been speaking to me uh, since before uh, the whole world was flipped upside down within the past seven to ten days. So anyway, I want to pray that I want to get into this. Go ahead and man, follow along in your Bible. Take notes. We're going to have a lot of this on the screen for you, but take notes. Uh, we don't have an outline or a handout that we're getting to put in your hand like we normally do, but that's okay. You can do this. Help me out here. Follow along. Say amen. And especially, man, the kids are there with you. Let's all get into church together today. Okay, so let's pray. We're going to get into this. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you, Lord, so much that we get to still have church, God, in a, in a different way. But it's awesome, Lord. We're getting to stay plugged in and connected with you. And Lord, I pray in Jesus name that as we open the Bible today, as we open your holy word. You'll speak to us, God. You're going to show us things. You're going to tell us, God, what we need to hear. And you're going to minister peace and grace unto us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title today is The Presence of God. And this, again, is something that God's really been speaking to me for a while now. And I know it's key to what we're dealing with right now. And it's a major key to your success. So... Uh, I will say, obviously, that we are living in unparalleled times uh, for just about anybody in our generation. I know I've never seen anything like this. Uh, as I'm looking back, I, you know, the last time that I kind of sensed, uh, you know, the world being in this shape was after 9-11. I was, uh, I don't know, 16 years old or something like that. I was in high school. And I just remember for the first little while after that, it was it was it was a strange feeling everywhere. There was. There was a presence in the atmosphere, and as a teenager, you know, it, it was definitely strange. And here I am now in my 30s kind of going through the same thing all over again, but praise God, there's good news that I'm going to show you today about the presence of the Lord. And I know this much, that Satan has desired to use this situation to pull us further apart from each other and from God. But it's absolutely not going to work. Every time he tries to do something like this to us, it backfires. And we only draw closer to God and closer to each other. And so this is going to be a big L for the devil because we're winning in this situation. Um, you know, the word presence is a is a powerful word. It's uh, it's something that sometimes we can't put into words exactly. But I, I looked up the definition in English, at least. And the definition is a person or thing that exists or is present in a place, but not seen. So it, it, it's a person or a thing that exists in a place, but it's not actually seen. And I know earlier this week, I went to one of my favorite local spots, Food for Less, right? And, uh, and as I was driving over there, man, coming into town, you know, I could just sense something in the atmosphere. There was a presence, and the presence that I sensed, that I picked up on, was the presence of fear. It was everywhere, you know? It was on people's faces, and, and, and just, it, you couldn't see it, you couldn't touch it, but there was a presence there, and it was undeniable. But on the other hand, I know that several times, most of the time, through all of this uh, stuff going on, I have felt many, many times 
an, an undeniable sense or presence of almost blissful joy, you know, just feeling very good, very, very okay, very happy, very upbeat. And some people would say, well, you're not taking this serious enough. Man, we're taking this serious enough, but I'm just more aware of the presence of God than I am the presence of fear and doubt and unbelief. I understand people are going through some stuff right now, but I've been in the presence of God, man. When Moses came out out of the presence of God, he was shining so bright like a thousand LED light bulbs that people couldn't look at him for a, for a long time because of that. And so we're taking everything serious, but I'm taking God's word even more serious than I've ever been. And it's making me happy. It's making me joyful. And I'm sorry about that. But as we're talking about presence, uh, there's there's a few things we're going to look at today. OK, regarding the presence of God. And I want to get two different major Bible leaders uh, take on the presence of God. The first one is Moses himself. This is in Exodus 33, verse 16. Now, Moses said this. This whole passage is really good, but I'm just going to read verse 16 here. And Moses is talking to God about how we're not going anywhere unless your presence goes with us. And that's how I am, man. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to Food for Less. I'm not going to Walmart. I'm not going anywhere without the presence of God. But... Moses said this, he said, how will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people if you don't go with us? Here we go. For your presence among us sets your people in me apart from all other people on the earth. So what's the difference between us and everybody else right now? Well, there's several factors, but one big difference between us and everybody else is the presence of God among us sets us apart. We're different. We have the presence of God, not the presence of fear. And that's something that's a key to our success. So Moses obviously found the presence of God to be hugely important for what he was dealing with. And then King David in Psalm 51. We know this psalm was written when David had done a major screw up. He had uh, committed adultery, had been uh, an accessory basically to murder. And I mean, that's that's some pretty big stuff right there. You know, I I feel like I've done some bad things in life, but David, he, he really uh, messed up right here. He choked. And uh, through all of it, he's coming back to God and, and he's begging for forgiveness. He's being legit. He's not hiding his sin. He's fessing up to it. But David says this in Psalm 51, 11. He says, do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Now, I've preached on this before, but honestly, there's a lot of things David could have been afraid of losing here. He could have said, God, please don't ruin my reputation out of this. God, please don't take my money. God, please don't take my power and my authority and my kingship. Please don't take all of my trophies away. Don't take all the things I've done. Don't let this ruin my image, which is what so many people in our day and age, they they would just be afraid that they'd lose their image or their TikTok followers or whatever. But David said, don't banish me from your presence. Forget everything else. I need the presence of God. And so if Moses thought it was that important, he said, I'm not going anywhere unless your presence goes with me. If David said, 
burn everything else to the ground. Just don't take your presence from me. Then I understand God's presence is a big, big thing for us right now. So we're going to look at three truths about God's presence today. And you guys know Pastor Dave's going to always bring three truths, right? Three points. So I'm not changing anything. We're doing exactly what we always do. But the first thing I'm going to say is this. Number one, God's presence is a shelter in our lives. God's presence is a shelter. Now, I watch a lot of these survivor shows and, uh, you know, I like Bear Grylls and one of my favorite guys is Creek Stewart. He does this survival show. And one of the major priorities in a survival situation, one of the major priorities in a bad weather inclement situation is shelter. Now, most people in survival situations automatically think about food. And that's actually way down on the list because you could go a very long time without food. But if there is super bad conditions or weather, you can't last very long, sometimes a matter of hours without shelter. So they say shelter, uh, water, fire, food is kind of the order it goes in. But most people are like, oh, no, we're out here and we better instantly start looking for food. Well, you need shelter very, very quickly in bad situations. And God's presence is a shelter because, hey, we got a storm. We got a global storm going on right now and we need shelter. So Psalm 31, we're going to flip there. Psalm 31. And I'm going to look at verses 19 through 20. And actually, I stumbled across these verses probably about three weeks ago. And uh, I started reading these man every morning for a while, uh, way before this uh, outbreak and pandemic or whatever you want to call it started. And so, man, I've, I've already been kind of uh, uh, bunkered down in the shelter for a few minutes here. But Psalm 31 verses 19 and 20, and this is some beautiful stuff right here. It says, how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you? I fear him. And so do you. You fear him. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. But look at this. Verse 20. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. Here we go again. You shelter them in your presence far from accusing tongues. And so a couple of times right there, the psalmist tells us that. God's shelter is his presence. And you've probably heard me talk about some of my favorite verses to read are verses that talk about God being a refuge, a fortress, a shelter, a fort, all these things. I I love these verses because I realize that God is my protection and my shelter. And a lot of times the question is, well, that's great. Yes, God's a fortress. God's a shelter. That's very nice. How do I get into that fortress? How do I get into that shelter? You do it by getting into the presence of God. That's how you do it. His presence is the shelter. His presence is the fort. And I know growing up in Indiana, we we were we had tornadoes and my senior year of high school, a tornado came and took the roof off of the school. And I remember when I was a younger kid, a tornado would come through our neighborhood and torn down trees that were a couple hundred years old, hundreds, thousands of trees and leveled things. So tornadoes were a legit threat. Don't really uh, have that uh, same threat in California where we live now. But hey, so one thing about 
living in a tornado area is you've got to have a game plan for shelter. And we had our basement. It was ugly, as ugly as, as all get out. But it was this concrete wall fortified basement, man. And if there's a tornado warning that came on, we went to the shelter and we stayed there till the, the, the storm had passed or whatever. And there was many times we had to head down to the shelter and, hey, it was okay. We were safe. And God's presence is that shelter. And I don't just go there when there's a storm, though. I live in the fortress. I live in the refuge. Good times, bad times, we stay there in his presence. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today. You know, I heard this story that Brother Hagen told about this old woman in London during World War II. The bomb sirens were going off, and so the whole neighborhood headed to, I guess, the community shelter, the community bomb shelter to get safe. But nobody saw this old lady for several days, and finally they all come out of the shelter or whatever, and they're like, hey, has anyone seen her? Where'd she go? Well, they eventually find her. She stayed home. She was at her house. And everyone was like, what's wrong with you? Where where have you been? We thought you were dead. She's like, hey, I read in the scripture where it says God neither sleeps nor slumbers. I figured if he's going to stay awake through this whole time, there's no need in both of us staying awake. She stayed home. She slept. She did what she always did because she lived in the shelter of the Most High. And so I'm going to quote a few verses here from Psalm 91. Uh, it says, starting at verse 1, this is beautiful. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. And so, notice it says, he who dwells in the secret place. Man, we live there. I don't visit the secret place. I don't drive by and give my nod to God on Sundays. I dwell there. I live there. And so do so many of you guys. And it is the secret place. Not everybody's welcome there. And what I mean by that is this. Point number two is this. The enemy isn't allowed into his presence. Any child of God is allowed into his presence, but the enemy is not allowed. And that's good news for us. I remember when I was a little kid, uh, this movie, The Little Rascals, came out. I know the show is the original movies are a lot older than that. But this movie came out in the 90s, The Little Rascals. And uh, the, the, the boys, right, they have this clubhouse that the girls aren't allowed into. It's their secret place. It's where they go. And not everybody is allowed in there. And I kind of, you know, I know that God's presence is this secret place of the Most High. And listen, girls, you're allowed too. But devil, you're not allowed. And this is our secret place of the Most High. When I was uh, a little kid also, my dad built this tree fort out in the woods uh, for Josh and I, and, and, and we'd go and play there. We decided who was allowed in and who was not allowed in. And God's secret place, his refuge, his fortress, he decides who's coming in and who's not coming in. And I'm telling you, the devil ain't coming in. And so Psalm 9 and verse 3, we're going to flip over there. Psalm 9, verse 3. So what I'm encouraging you with is the presence 
of God. So many right now are full of fear and anxiety and stress. We're not making fun of you, but honestly, I've been I've been in the fort. I've been hanging out with God. I've been in the secret place and I'm doing great. And so are so many of you guys. So Psalm nine and verse three, it says, when my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. They shall fall. They shall perish when they run into that presence of God. I can imagine us all hanging out in the shelter. We're in the clubhouse. We're in the fort. We're in the presence of God right now. And the devil tries to run right into it, but he hits a wall and falls straight down because he perishes at the presence of God. He is not allowed in there. Maybe the devil's been coming at you. Maybe he's been you know, knocking on your door, maybe he's been beating you over the head with fear and anxiety and stress. Come on into the presence, come into the shelter, to the refuge with the rest of us. He's going to try to chase you in there. He's going to hit that wall and fall to the ground because he's not allowed into the presence of God. And he, what is it he's running into? Well, again, he runs into the one who exists or is present in a place but is not seen. I may not see God right now, but I'm fine with that because I'm in his presence. I can feel him. I can sense him all over the place right now. The presence of God. And the third thing, the third truth that we're talking about today with God's presence. And this is incredible. In God's presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of of joy. And so many people right now and man all the time, no matter what time it is in this world, so many people uh they don't have joy. They I mean they're chasing happiness, they're chasing things, but they don't have joy. Even a lot of Christians don't have joy. Why is that? Well, because there's a lot of Christians that don't live their lives in the presence of God. And I'm telling you right now that if you are living in his presence, you are going to have the joy of the Lord. And this comes from Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611. Man, we're not making this stuff up. This is in here. This is in the Bible. And I'm encouraging you. And in a minute, I'll tell you how you can get into the presence of God. Because this may all sound great, but you're like, well, how do I get in there? Well, I'm going to tell you. But Psalm 16, in verse 11, it says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hands are pleasures forevermore. Notice it says right there, in your presence is fullness of joy. Well, I've been in God's presence and I don't have any joy. Then you haven't been in God's presence. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. There's no way that you hang out in the fort. The fortress, the refuge, the shelter, the secret place. There's no way that you're hanging out in there with God and you don't have fullness of joy. He brings fullness of joy to the party. He brings fullness of joy when we're in the shelter of the Most High. It's just a byproduct. You can't help but be around God and have fullness of joy. And so when we've been in his presence, sometimes people think we're crazy. And, you know, hey, what's wrong with you guys? You don't have enough sense to, to be freaking out right now. You don't have enough sense to realize what's going on. Man, I've got enough sense to be in the shelter. I've got enough sense to not be out there listening to all this craziness. And I, as I've said, 
many times and I'll say it again. Hey, be informed. It's okay to know what's going on, but to watch 10 hours of news a day and give God five minutes and expect fullness of joy. Man, you are fooling yourself. You're making a fool out of yourself. Be informed, but my gosh, be influenced and, 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 and surrounded by the presence of God, the word of God. Amen. And again, people may think like, what's wrong with these guys? Well, right before our Wednesday night service, it was kind of our, it was definitely our first time ever broadcasting like this and our first service of the quarantine of 2020, whatever you want to call this whole deal. Um, we had a little technical delay and, and our service didn't get uh, launched until about over an hour late. And so I'm sitting there like, man, people are going to go to bed. People are going to, you know, give up on this. But you guys, oh my, my goodness, man, you guys were on our Facebook feed laughing, joking, fellowshipping with each other just like we were at the service. You guys were launching live worship videos. You guys were having a, you were having a party online. It was incredible. And some people may think like, what's wrong with these guys? They need to be serious right now. We're being serious about God's word. We're being serious about God's presence. And it was an awesome thing to watch and, and, Honestly, I don't know how long all this is going to last, but over the coming season, we'll call it a season of, of life, I'm excited to see what you guys do. I'm excited to see uh, what different ideas and, uh, and, and, and things you guys bring to the table through all this. So anyway, through the through the coming season, man, it's going to be incredible to see what all you guys uh, come up with to encourage each other. Now, I, I've heard people saying things like, well, I just want to be happy and, and I just want this. Well, let's quickly discuss a few differences between joy and happiness, because joy and happiness are not the same thing. If you go to church at High Desert, you've heard me preach on this, but there's a few key differences. All right. We're going to go through this quickly. Difference number one. Happiness is conditional. Joy is unconditional. In other words, I don't have joy just because you were nice to me. I have joy because I've been in the presence of God. Now, happiness, you can come and, and take it away from me. It's very, very conditional. Joy is unconditional. Jesus said in John 16, 22, so you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. When I get my joy from Jesus, you don't have any right to take that away. The only way that I'm losing my joy is if I choose to step out of the fort, if I choose to get out of the presence, the shelter of God, and then give it away, then sure, yeah, you can take that joy away. But as long as I'm inside of the fort, as long as I'm in there with Jesus, you cannot take my joy away. You didn't give it to me. And you can't take it away. Jesus gave it to me. Difference number two is this, is that happiness is simply a natural emotion. Joy is a spiritual condition. Emotions change. Now, some of you are very emotion driven. Uh, you you know, you're, you've got highs and lows. You get super angry, then super happy, super sad, then super this. I mean, that's all over the place. But joy the joy of the Lord is not like that. Well, it's a fruit of the spirit. It's something that the Christian should have in his life. It's not an emotion. It's a spiritual condition. And it is a stabilizing force. 
The third difference I'll say is this, is that joy provides strength. While happiness, again, is an unstable thing, it, it, it's up and down, and it doesn't really give me strength. But an incredible verse that you need to know right now, Nehemiah 8.10, the last part of that verse says, Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It doesn't say how everybody's treating me right now, or the economy is my strength. The president is my strength. The governor is my strength. It doesn't say that. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So stay in the shelter right now. Stay in the presence. Stay in the fortress and the refuge that God is. And you're going to be strong, man. You're going to be getting them gains this whole time, right? Come on. Listen, this is our time to shine. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so to kind of bring it all in for a landing here to wrap it up, how do we get in God's presence? Because this all sounds great, but if you don't know how to get in to the fort, if you don't know how to get into the presence, then this isn't going to do you any good. So I'm going to give you a few practical tips on how we can get into the presence of God. Some of these seem super simple, super, uh, uh, I mean, cliche, but man, it's the truth. First thing I'm going to say for getting into God's presence is read the word right now. Come on, read the word of God. We publish at the beginning of every month a daily scripture reading. I mean, that's a place to start. But get into the Bible yourself. Download the Bible app. Uh, I mean, get a devotion. Kenneth Copeland's Faith to Faith is a great one. But But read the word right now. You have to do this. Another thing is pray. Well, I mean, I pray. no, we're not talking about a twinkle, twinkle, little star. We're talking about, man, talk to God right now. And, and you don't have to have some elaborate two hour prayer time. Just get real with God and say, hey, God, here's what I'm dealing with. Talk to God in your own words. But really, genuinely pray right now. Talk to God. And as you do this. You're getting into his presence. You're going to fellowship. You're going to get closer to him. You can't get close to someone you never talked to. You've got to pray and, and start getting closer to him. And this is a huge one right here. Listen to worship music. Listen to praise music. Uh, this is not the best time in the world to be listening to maybe a lot of the normal music some of you listen to. I don't know what all you listen to, but I mean, there's a lot of different music right now that is not going to bring the peace of God. And that's just the fact of the matter. But worship is a huge key to getting into God's presence. No doubt about it. David was a worshiper. That's not even debatable. David was a huge worshiper of God, and he lived in God's presence. And so, man, if you need some suggestions, we'll give them to you, but I'd get on I mean, iTunes, get on your Spotify, get on YouTube, look up Elevation Worship, Bethel Worship. You could listen to some of the songs that Josh and Katie Brady are doing right now on on our services. But you need to take this serious. The devil's taking it serious right now. You need to take staying in the presence of God serious and listening to some anointed worship music is a huge part of this. And another major key uh, success to my life and so many lives right now is listening to anointed preaching throughout the day. And when you go to sleep, 
I'm going to be posting uh, some different stuff on our Instagram and Facebook and, and all this for you right now. But getting on YouTube, listening to Kenneth Hagen right now is huge for you. You can listen to us too, but I like Kenneth Hagen better than myself. So, you know, you can do. But listen to Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland, some real faith guys, okay? We don't need people telling us right now, you know, how how bad it is and how gloomful it is. We need legit faith preachers to listen to right now. And so I'm going to be putting Kenneth Hagen videos online for you guys. I'm going to be uh, Kenneth Copeland. I mean, this is the guys that I'm listening to to keep me built up in the faith right now. And of course, you can listen to High Desert Word Center. But through all this, these, I mean, there's a few practical things I just mentioned there. The worship music, listening to the preaching, reading the Bible for yourself, praying and follow us on, seriously i'm not joking follow us on instagram and facebook because we're doing our best to get the word out to you several times a day whether it's a little video clips whether it's me posting scriptures to you but this is this is all practical ways for you to live in the presence and in the shelter of god right now we need to surround ourselves with the family of god we may not be able to be together physically but that's okay i'm seeing a lot of us drawn closer together than even before when we could be together and our church listen we're full of huggers i didn't used to be a hugger but you guys made me an outgoing person and a hugger and we like to you know we're we're affectionate people around here and we we aren't able to do that at the moment but it's totally fine because we are drawing closer together than ever before and as we're doing all of these things these are all ways to get into the shelter, into the presence of God. And I'm going to kind of start closing out here right now. But I'm telling you, and I mean it with all my heart, Satan thought that he could use this whole situation to pull us apart, to shake us away from being close to God. And it's uh, he's taken a big L on all this, I promise you, because it is backfiring. We are drawn closer together. We are sticking together. We are together in the presence of God, the secret place of the Most High. He may try to chase us in there. He's going to run into that wall and fall flat on his butt. And this is a big time for us to get closer and stronger than ever before. Amen. So I'm going to close us out in a prayer. I want to pray over you guys. And if you're dealing with anything, if you're dealing with fear, anxiety, stress right now, man, maybe you're just, you've been in the house for several days and the kids are starting to get to you. Maybe your spouse is starting to get a little bit annoying. That doesn't happen to me because mine's just the most perfect lady ever. But at the same time, listen to me. Uh, whatever you need prayer for. I'm going to pray over you right now. And I know that God's going to reach you exactly where you're at. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I release my faith over all of our church family and anybody else that's tuning in and listening right now. And God, I say in the name of Jesus that as they draw closer to you, Lord, that peace that surpasses all understanding is guarding their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, through all of this, what the devil has meant for harm, what he's meant to uh, divide us and destroy us, it is not working. We are getting closer to you than ever before. And God, I thank you that as the presence of fear has tried to move in and, 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 and overwhelm us, your presence 
is greater. There may be real problems out there, but your word and your promises are more real and your truth is more real. So in the name of Jesus, I speak peace and joy and healing to everybody that needs it right now that's watching this and and hooking up with us. And we say in the name of Jesus, we claim victory in Jesus name, a big win for the kingdom of God. We're picking up that big dub right now in the name of Jesus. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Guys, we love you. We're going to close out with the Barstow Faith Confession in just a minute. Keep tuning in. Keep sticking closer together. We're coming out on top. I promise this is all temporary. We're making it through in Jesus' name. Love you guys. Amen. What time is it? That's right. It's happy time. Yay! And since you can't open your hands for an envelope, you can look at your screen and you can see you can you can give your tithe there and offering to hdwc.org slash giving and Pastor Dave will be more than happy to tell you other ways you can give to at this time to make it easy on you, to take care of the house of God, and to take care of you. And I want to say this is there's ever a time you want to be faithful if you're tithed to God, it is now. And I want to remind you it's not a God tax, but it's part of our covenant with God. There's always everything in the Bible, there's always the God part and the man part. I will remind you, Malachi chapter 3, as a matter of fact, I'm going to look at my Bible. I've limited on time, so I'm going to read this quickly. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, bring you all the tithes to the storehouse. But we're not bringing to the storehouse now. He says, we'll be meeting God's house and prove him. He says, he'll open us the windows of heaven and pour out his blessing upon us. If there's ever a time we need the blessing of God upon ourselves as people, as a church, as a nation, it's now. And God said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and people will see us and call us blessed. And so we want to make sure we keep the windows of heaven open. And I want to tell you something else, another verse from Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8. And here's, here's what Mrs. Pastor and I have done all of our married life. And what we did this week, 4,400 4, miles apart, Hebrews 7, 8 says that here men that die receive tithes. But there he receiveth them. That's talking about Jesus, as whom was witness that he liveth. So this week, Mrs. Pastor and I, over the telephone, we prayed over our tithe. We presented it to Jesus. And now Mrs. Pastor will be able to give a check to Jesus through the church. So I call you blessed. Give with joy. And enjoy the rest of the service. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, Royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all our financial needs so that we have more than enough to take good care of our family, to give generously to the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and close out service today. Thanks for joining us. I want to remind you to stay as connected as you possibly can. So we've got a YouTube channel up and going. It's HDWC Barstow. You can just go on YouTube and uh, search that. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't yet, and you're going to be as connected as you possibly can. And we're getting that word out there several times a day to build you up. We're serious about this. And make sure that you stay connected with your seed time and harvest. We all are trusting the Lord in this time, and we want to make sure that your lives are having the windows of heaven open over you. So there is on the screen ways to give and some links below that you can check out. And I want to give a quick shout out to all my jam kids and to Upsurge Youth. We have not forgotten you. We love you. You are special to us. Stay connected during this time as well. And there is some stuff coming up for you soon. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and close out with our Barstow Faith Confession. Say it loud. Say it proud wherever you are right now. Speak this with us. Amen. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.